You're listening to Fraud Feed, your finger on the pulse of the latest news and trends in insurance fraud prevention. Brought to you by the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud. Harold Henthorne and his wife, Tony, set out for a day hike in the rugged Rocky Mountains. It was Henthorne's idea to celebrate their wedding anniversary amid the natural scenery. That September day was sunny, clear, and perfect. Perfect for the trails and for murder. Henthorne lured Tony to the edge of a sheer granite cliff north of Denver. It was a gorgeous view. It was the last view Tony ever saw. Henthorne placed his hands on Tony's back and shoved her off the cliff. She fell 140 terrifying feet to her death amid the boulders below. Tony was beautiful. She was a well-regarded surgeon who was devoted to Henthorne and their marriage. Barry Bertolay is Tony's older brother and a physician practicing in Tupelo, Mississippi. And she truly was the shining jewel uh, you know, of our family. And so her death was devastating to all of us. So why would he kill her? For Harold Henthorne, Tony was worth more dead than alive. Henthorne was unemployed and sponging off Tony's money. She also had $4.5 million worth of life insurance. Henthorne would be an instant millionaire if she died. Or so he thought. He created a thin alibi after Tony fell. He said she slipped while taking a photo. But that story just didn't add up for fraud investigators. Henthorne called park rangers right after Tony fell off the cliff. Yet he didn't sound very upset. He gave a cold and clinical description of their location on the phone. He even measured their latitude and longitude. Where was the desperation, the fear, the emotions? Henthorne also claimed he scrambled down the mountainside and gave Tony mouth to mouth, except that her lipstick was perfectly in place when rescuers reached Tony's body. Investigators also found a trail map in Henthorne's Jeep. He scrawled a bright pink X at the cliff where he pushed her. Henthorne received life in prison without parole. Sunita Hazra is a federal prosecutor who played a major role in helping convict Henthorne. The other really damning evidence, frankly, is where it occurred. It is a truly remote location that a married couple in their 50s, it's unusual to have them go down this rocky, steep slope to this sort of remote area late in the day. How often do murders for life insurance happen? Well, that's a good question. Nobody's added up the tragic funerals. Still, we do know that the most common kind of life insurance murder usually involves one spouse killing another. The spouse may think the insurance money will buy a fancier life with a new car, bigger homes, and more vacations. Sometimes, parents kill their own children. Joel Zelmer drowned his three-year-old stepdaughter Ashley in the family swimming pool near Seattle. She had $200,000 of life insurance on her. Ashley lost her little life, and Zelmer paid with 50 years in prison. People also kill their business partners for life coverage. Normally, this kind of insurance keeps the business going in case a key partner dies. A life policy became a motive for murder for Norman Schlund. He suffocated his business partner with a plastic bag, all for $150,000 of life insurance. The Portland, Oregon killer is serving life in prison. Are you being set up for murder? Here are some warning signs you should watch for. Does your spouse or business partner seem pushy about buying large policies on your life and doing it soon? Barry Bertolet remembers Tony's experience. One of the things that we recognized, but we thought it was a little bit odd, is that right after 
Harold and Tony got back from their honeymoon, he was insistent on purchasing life insurance in her name. And so almost immediately, I mean, married just a couple of days, no children, you know, all of a sudden there's this big rush to get life insurance purchased. Are your family or business finances in trouble? Another strong motive for murder. Are you having problems getting along? Is there clear evidence your spouse is having an affair? Did you discover policies on your life that were secretly purchased without your even knowing about them? I think that you ought to have full knowledge of what is being purchased, when it is purchased, who is the beneficiaries, and then review that on a regular basis. As a result of Tony's event, my wife and I, we sit down with our family attorney and we review our will, our living will, and all of our estate planning life insurance policies, and we're going to do that every two years. Insurance companies want to pay honest life insurance claims as promptly as possible, but they won't pay killers. Insurance companies will investigate if they see warning signs of foul play. Instead of bank accounts and luxury living, the payout will be years in a cold jail cell. Maybe for life. As for the prosecutors in court... My advice is that we will catch you, and we will work very, very hard. And even if you think you've covered your tracks, we will put together thousands of pieces of evidence to determine what you did. Your goal is to stay alert and make sure that people like Harold Henthorne join the killers who never kill. This has been your host, David Veach. This has been Fraud Feed, brought to you by the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud. Find more resources and listen to past episodes at insurancefraud.org. For questions or comments, email coalition at insurancefraud.org. We value your feedback. Please consider leaving us a review. And if you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed or follow us on SoundCloud so you never miss a show. Thanks for tuning in.